Welcome to the Brilliant Business Moms podcast, episode 120, with Sarah Kornack and Beth Ann Schwamberger. Today is another Blab episode where we have a casual conversation on Blab with someone in our audience, somebody in the Brilliant Business Moms community. And today we're talking with Caitlin of the Etsy shop Custom Decals Boutique, where she sells custom decals that she can put on items such as mugs, glasses, and even on doors to give like a welcome sign or a hello friend sign. So it's really neat what she can do with her custom decals. So once again, it's Caitlin from Custom Decals Boutique, and we originally did this over a Blab. So it's a more casual format. You can watch the replay on blab.im. Just search for Brilliant Biz Mom, and you can see the video replay of the Blab. And we also are going to be putting these on our YouTube channel, so you can catch the video replay over there as well. So I hope you enjoy our our chat with Caitlin today on ways that she could expand and grow her Etsy shop and continue to get more customers. Let's get started. You're listening to the Brilliant Business Moms podcast, practical business advice for startup moms. Let's introduce ourselves real quick in case we have some new people that are tuning in. Um, so I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, and I'm one half of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast, which I co-host with... Wrong direction! Oh, is it? <laughs> for your thing? That way. <laughs> I'm Sarah Kornack, the other half of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. And down to Caitlin. Oh, it makes yeah. that <laughs> Oh, it's switched. Yeah. Opposite. Okay. That. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Caitlin. I'm from Nashville, and I own uh, my own Etsy shop, Custom Decals Boutique, that I started in February. Awesome. awesome. Boutique. I'm just gonna type in your Etsy shop name here. And I was just now checking it out, Caitlin. I feel like I, I might have looked at it when you first started it back in February, but it had um, it had been a while, so. Um, I've got it pulled up so I can be looking at your beautiful shop while we chat about it. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like I always like to start with um, kind of like what's working or what are you trying so far in terms of marketing? And then from there, it seems like we pretty much all just start (laughs) chatting like crazy. So, yeah, so I think. Um, you know, what really helped me grow was at the beginning, um, my main focus was on really great product photos and then just getting those first sales. But also, um, I know I talked with you a lot, Bethann, um, about Etsy SEO and I worked tirelessly for hours, those first like listings, making sure my SEO was really good and that people would find me. Um, so I had my first sale from, um, actually Sarah Gillio. Is that, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. We're kind of in a break off mastermind group. And so they kind mm-hmm. of were with me through the birth of my shop and of, of Cousin Decals Boutique. And so, um, and she loved, you know, what I was doing. And so she bought, she was my first sale. So, um, I love that. And then kind of from there. Um, really once I had my first sale and I had some reviews, um, they kind of started to slowly trickle in and become more consistent. 
Um, so over the past few months, what has actually been the biggest driver for me is um, I focus on Instagram. I've had a lot of traffic through there. Um, I've had people reach out to me wanting to like showcase my product or that sort of thing. And they have like a much larger following than I do. Um, so I get the exposure. Um, but one person that I connected with, her name's Brittany and she's from DOS decor and she has a huge following. Um, and her stuff is just great. She is like an interior decorator. And so she asked me if I could make her a door decal and she would feature it on her Instagram. And literally from there, I think I've probably gained, like I'm at uh, over a thousand followers now and probably, you know, 700 of those have been from her. And um, I've had two flash sales and the only marketing I did was advertise on her Instagram and I would have like 30 to 50 sales from each. Wow. She has been a great resource. And so, you know, now that I am trying to figure out my redirection for my shop, you know, what I do think I'm going to focus on in the future for marketing is connecting with like people like Brittany Mm -hmm. um, who have that niche and have that audience of people who are seeing it, you know, what she's doing with my product and, Mm -hmm. and they want to do it themselves because I think, um, you know, some of the things I do, it's hard for people to imagine like, okay, well, how would that look on, you know, my house or my wall or, you know, um, whatever they're wanting to decorate. And so, um, that's kind of going to be my strategy from here on out is trying to connect with those people. Okay. Um, I'm curious too. Can you say her Instagram account one more time? It's DOS decor and I'll put it in here too. Um, it's D O S S D E C O R. Oh, got it. Okay. So now when you did those flash sales with her, so those were sales directly on Instagram. Was it like people doing the PayPal email address kind of thing? So or did first it one go? I, the first one I, I did, um, they have both options. So I created a flash sale listing in my Etsy shop. And then okay. I also had the pay, they could leave their PayPal. So I probably had like 10 sales through PayPal, but then I got quite a few through the Etsy shop as well. Um, so I gave them the option. Um, and because it was just, it was kind of um, tedious to have to do all my orders in PayPal and do that whole process and then do the ones in Etsy. So the second flash sale, I just did everything in Etsy. Okay. Um, and I had just as big of a, you know, um, sale doing it that okay. way as well. Okay. So, but yeah, just Instagram. Okay. Um, and, and you said probably 50 to 70 of your sales so far in your shop have been through that partnership. Mm-hmm, probably. Yeah, I would say so. What is that? Do you guys hear that really loud, like background noise? Or is it just me? There's, really there's loud. a little bit of like tinginess. Huh. A little okay. when people are talking just a little bit. I I don't hear it too bad. Angie oh, yeah. says no. No? Thank okay. You. It's just me. It's just in my earbuds then. I don't know what it is. Um, okay. So I was curious too with this, the partnership. So did you just send her free products or did you with their payment or how did that work? Um, I did. It has all been free products. Um, So at this point, I guess I've probably sent her um, two. So I've sent her a front door decal. I sent her a decal for her bathroom door that says restroom. And then I've sent her a a decal for her guest bedroom door that says be our guest. Um, And and what is what's great about the partnership is she's giving me these ideas. And she's oh. like, hey, I want this for my house. This would be great. Can you create this decal for me? So it's not oh. something I would think of 
or that yeah. I thought I'd out to her and said, hey, would you use this? She's come up with it and then said, I would like to do this in my home. Can you help? So that's what's been great is, you know, you know, uh, she has the idea, you know, and I'm putting it into, you know, fruit fruition for. So, um, and then I also, she's also done a coffee mug. So I did a mug for her um, that said brave women run in my family and she wanted to give it to her mother. And she posted that on her Instagram. And then from there, people were like, I want this mug. And so I made a listing. So just types different things like that. It's been, I've really loved working with her. That's awesome. That um, is awesome. I was trying to figure out, does she have her own website as well? I couldn't tell based on her Instagram profile. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. So she does like um, furniture restoration where she is in Florida and they do, um, and, and they go to like live shows, um, but I'm not sure that she actually has an online presence. A lot of her, everything she does is through Instagram. Okay. Gotcha. So she's not necessarily um, selling anything. Yeah, yeah. She seems very like her Instagram feed is very focused on words. It seems everything that she posts about is words or slogans or your decals type thing. Yeah. Inspirations. And, and a lot, and if mm -hmm. you'll notice a lot of her Instagram is promoting other people. Um, so she'll feature okay. a product. Yeah. That's so. awesome. Okay. I see that. Okay. So she gets the stuff in the mail and posts about it on Instagram. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and she found you. Is that yeah. right, Caitlin? She found she did. you. That's awesome. That's I was going to say, too, I really – I love your idea of reaching out to more people like that because, okay, I think in, like, in terms of, like, a home decor blogger or a DIY type of blogger, mostly probably home mm -hmm. decor, when they get approached, like – okay, how can I word this? Some people on Instagram know that they're big influencers. And so when you approach them, they're going to be like, yeah, my fee is like $200. Thank you very much. Do you right, know what I mean? Right. But, uh, but someone who's like a home decor blogger, they're just viewing Instagram as a way to get people back to their site. So like the same kind of situation is offer them something awesome and free. And like you said, you can totally customize that for them, for their audience. And then there doesn't have to be that payment involved like you've done so far. I think that's an excellent strategy because I can't, I can't believe this lady isn't charging a fee in addition yeah. to the product. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen. Yeah. Don't, no, don't, yeah. Yeah, don't do that, Dostacor, because you're really helping Caitlin a lot. <laughs> but man, like she has almost 50,000 followers. Yeah. I'm surprised she's not like, hey, send me free product and $200 and while yeah, you're at it. Right. Yeah. Well, and her followers are super engaged, too. I mean, she yeah, gets tons like of likes. Um, I get tons of – if she does anything with me tagged in the post, I'll get tons of follows and likes on my picture. So, um, you know, it's not just this, like, random following. These people are very engaged with her. So awesome. I think that's really important when you look for people who you may want to partner with. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And Angie said over here, some of my favorite items in my own shop have been brainstorm ideas of my customers. Yeah, I love Ooh, that. Sweet. And I was actually just reading in the Facebook group. Um, someone knew, and shoot, now I'm totally blanking on her name. She had just posted, I think, last night, and she was saying that she's always reaching out to groups of her customers and asking, you know, what can I make you? What would you guys love? And I think that's such a great strategy instead mm -hmm. of trying to just brainstorm from your own head, like just go right to people who have that audience and be like, what do you want? Yeah. 
So, and especially with your business, Caitlin, where it is customized. I mean, that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. You can, you can say to people like, dream it up and I'm going to make it happen. So that's perfect. Um, okay. We had a quick question. E-boy, just real quick. Can you explain the PayPal marketing? So what we were talking about is when you do a flash sale on Instagram, what you can do, one of the ways you can make the sale is just to say, hey, comment below. You know, it could be first 10, com first 10 comments with their PayPal email address will get this item for whatever the sale price is. And then you just invoice them via PayPal. So that's what we were talking about there. So it's really just a matter of using that PayPal email to make a really quick sale. Okay, awesome. He's like, cool. Okay. Um, but I do then, agree with Caitlin, just really quick. I do agree yeah. with Caitlin that that is a bit of extra work then to then go into mm -hmm. PayPal and invoice people. So if you can send them right to your shop, yeah, I, I do like that that method. Yeah, so. that's true. And if and if they're go, I mean, clearly they are going to your shop and they're making mm -hmm. those sales. That's help. But that's going to help you for SEO and social proof too. So it's really good because right. that was one thing I was curious about when I asked that question was, oh, so does she have all these other PayPal sales that aren't showing up in her shop? that aren't giving you the views and the favorites and the sales boost. Yeah. So that's really good. Um, okay. So I think the, the next question I have for you, which, okay, one, I think that's an amazing strategy. And I think so many home decor bloggers would take you up on this idea of you doing something custom for them and working with you. And if you want, we could even introduce you to Abby, if you, you know, from just a girl and her blog. I mean, we could just say, hey, Abby, like this, Caitlin is awesome at these decals here, some of these other things she's done. If you're interested, if you have something in your home that you'd like, you know, you never know. So, I mean, that's obviously she's just the first home decor blogger that came to mind. And even yeah. like um, Chelsea Colton yeah. would be yeah, great I was as well. Say we, we haven't interviewed too many home decor bloggers, but yeah. I mean, I think that whole br brilliant business mom connection could be useful. Like, hey, I heard you on the podcast, yeah. enjoyed your episode. How about if I send you product, et cetera? I mean, yeah. any, any in I think is, is yeah. good to use. Any, yeah. Um, okay. Then moving on from that, I was going to ask you, so – with the SEO, and I know it's work and it's it's trial and error too, figuring out. Um, do you think at the end of the day, it's really, really hard to get enough sales from SEO unless you have a lot of products? Because even we're finding like in our new Etsy shop, we really need several pages of products to have enough keyword like feelers out there to make enough sales because like even right now with our new planner, I we're ranking pretty well for like weekly planner, 2016 planner. I mean, even these very like highly searched keyword phrases, but like it's, it's kind of like not enough. It's like we need to have, you know, a thousand keyword phrases kind of that we're ranking really well for. So I was curious though to know, would you rather focus on, like getting more products into your shop and getting more listings and then we can help you strategize SEO for that? Or would you rather focus on just reaching out to more bloggers and working directly with them? So I am, you know, I'm kind of in the middle of both. I'm brainstorming ways to like create new listings. Um, and I know, you know, with Sarah Gilio, she has worked on her mock-ups 
-hmm. that can be used by people like me who can then, you know, create lots of product listings Mm -hmm. without having to actually make the product. Because if you notice from my shop right now, it's very time intensive um, because, you know, some of these I've used, Brittany has actually, Brittany Doss has actually taken the photo for me. um, And I'll just use that photo instead of shooting my own. Um, But all of these I've had to shoot myself. And um, so it is very time consuming to not only make the product myself, but Mm -hmm. then like shoot it and all of that. Um, So, you know, I do want to utilize Sarah's strategy of um, using Photoshop instead. Um, That's just a little bit of a learning curve for me. So I need to delve into it. Sarah's a great teacher, but um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of, on on both sides of it I want to um, focus on growing my product base um, and you know I guess you know if you listen to a lot of the uh, blogging podcasts or um, anything like that everyone um, recommends niching down right so don't be so broad you know you're you're much more um, you're setting yourself up for success if you niche into something um, that you're really good at so um, kind of from this time, my first six months of my shop and feeling out what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've decided to focus on my coffee mugs and my decals, the standalone decals that people put in their home on their doors. Um, so now it's just a matter of brainstorming, expanding that product base um, so that I can have more listings as far as that goes. Instead of at the beginning when I was just trying to get listings, I was thinking of all different types of things I could monogram, like mason jar mugs and plates and cups and this and that yeah. and the other. Um, but, but now, um, you know, uh, my, I've moved into a smaller apartment, so I don't have this space to like store all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. so I've had to strategize that way. Um, but aside from that, you know, I, I really think it's a combination of both. I think, you know, because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So I yeah. don't want to put all my eggs into the, the partnership basket that they're mm-hmm. going to be the ones helping get sales. Um, but I also, you know, right now, because my shop is still so young and new, I need a little bit more than just my Etsy SEO to help yeah. me get. Started. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I am trying to put an equal focus on both, but it's hard. Okay. Um, okay. And one suggestion that hopefully will help you save time, but still get found more often. And, you know, some people have mixed feelings about this, but I'm a firm believer that this is super helpful is, um, is duplicating your listings and then targeting different keyword phrases. And I have to say, when I looked at your shop, one, it looks like I'm so impressed. I, cause I haven't looked at it for a few months also. And I love your new focus. I love the door decals. I love your glass mugs. Like I'm looking at your monogram glass coffee mug and it's so cute. And it's so, I'm just thinking about it just, puts me in a holiday mood like that clear. I don't know. It just feels almost vintagey or something. I think it's really great. I, man, I would love to see you like run with that one and duplicate it several times. And I would do some holiday related phrases for it as well. And I would also grab a few, just even tiny little Christmassy props I mean, it could be as simple as like a little holly sprig, like a fake holly sprig and berries that you lay next to that mug, a tiny little ornament or something you lay next to the mug and do just a photo like that as well. And then do some holiday focused listings. Like it could be 
you could say like holiday entertaining, um, you know, mug set for set, mug set of four, um, cappuccino serving sets or, you know, and I'm, even like eggnog, you could go in the Google keyword planner and look up eggnog and see like, well, what are the phrases, like what are the serving where phrases someone might use around eggnog or hot chocolate, like hot chocolate set. I mean, just things like that. Um, because all of those, all of those keywords, it kind of gets you out of just, Hey, it's a coffee cup. It's a coffee mug. And those are great. And you want to get those searchers in, but like, you know, I found that's not always enough. You need to, you know, kind of branch out more, get yourself into more different keyword spaces. But, but I agree with your opinion on like, you can't make a bazillion different products. So, but I think this would be a good way to keep the same core products, but just like kind of show them off right. in, a diff in a different way. So do you recommend like using like it's a du it's a duplication, but it would be like a different listing photo maybe or so that, it, you know, it obviously doesn't look like the same listing. Yeah, I would. Well, I would go for the different listing photo mostly just to show kind of the holiday feel of it and get people thinking of it that way for, for some holiday focused keywords. But I think you could absolutely use that same photo and do it for. Let me see, like an example. So you're calling this monogram glass. Coffee, my thing's still loading. Monogram glass, coffee mugs, custom gifts, glass mugs. Okay, so you are targeting the gifts for her angle on this. Now, I would do wedding shower. See, to me, I would make that a totally different listing. I would say, I would then create a whole listing that was like, hey, this is a great wedding gift. And I would say, you know, maybe wedding shower gift, um, custom coffee mug. And I would even say, Caitlin, in terms of a wedding shower gift, I would say set of two mugs and I would make a note in there that you can or maybe maybe you already have this listing in your shop. But um, the what is that called when it's the three initials together? Is that, monogram. Is that your monogram instead yep. of the one? Because I think that's yeah. that's <laughs> big for, you know, if you're just getting married, you know, brides like to have that mm -hmm. monogram type of thing. So if you um, whip that up really quick, or if you took, because I think Sarah, because your photos are good, Caitlin, can Sarah teach you how to take that photo you already have of that mug, like the pretty glass mug with the A on it, and turn that into a smart object so you can take the A out and just put other things right on that photo? She may be able to. Yeah. I know it depends on, like, the quality and stuff and, okay. like, shadows. Um but I'm sure I, that I bet that's a possibility I can talk to her about. Oh, there. And um, okay, Caitlin, do you hear all that pounding when? Are you typing, Sarah? Yes. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> do you hear that too, or is it just me? Maybe my earbuds are are weird. So I am typing. Like I'm of, typing. It's like a lot of background noise. Uh, okay, I'm done me, typing. Okay, let me try typing and see. Do you hear this? No. Okay, I hear it with yours. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so we'll have it. Yeah, Jesse, don't worry. This will be on YouTube, and the replays are also on here. So you can go to um, blab.im forward slash brilliantbizmom, and you can see all the other Blab hangouts that we've done. So, yeah. And then Jesse asked, do you use Silhouette, Caitlin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I use a Silhouette Cameo. Okay. 
Um, so I was thinking, you said, Caitlin, that you want to focus more on the door decor because it'll reduce your storage, the amount mm -hmm. of merchandise that you have to store. So Beth yeah. Ann's whole holiday ideas, which I thought were really good, what immediately popped into my mind for the door decor, which you want to emphasize a little bit more, is you know, like a Merry Christmas on your front door, Happy New Year's, like when people are having their relatives come for Christmas Day or whatever, Happy Hanukkah, all of that on the door. Yeah. Or like welcome guests, I guess, could be, or welcome family mm -hmm. for the door. Mm -hmm. And and you could do like what Bethann was suggesting with adding those little Christmassy touches, like maybe mm -hmm. with a red ribbon on the handle yeah. or a, or yeah, or like a, a red fairy wreath over top of that. Yeah. Something like that to um Yeah. Capitalize on that Christmas theme on the door decor, which which is less inventory to store. So that just popped yeah. into there. And I don't think it's I mean it's not too late to still reach out to home decor bloggers with this idea because maybe, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of them do have holiday posts kind of already in the works or they're already mm -hmm. scheming. But the other thing is they're they're going to be busy. They're getting busy for holiday time. And if you give them a great idea for a cute little post that they could do, like like sometimes mm -hmm. Abby will do a post that's literally just like, here's what I'm doing on my front door for springtime. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, she does you that reach a lot. out to them mm -hmm. yeah, and say, hey, this is – I'll create whatever message you want on your front door for your Christmas door. And they pair that with a wreath or whatever. And you've given them such an easy blog post that they can write. And the other Ooh. thing too – Oh, good. No, you finish. You finish. I was just going to awesome. say, when you partner with a home decor blogger, typically if they have good traffic, which you want to make sure they do, they have that good traffic because they're awesome at Pinterest. And so you're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing, too, is you could get gorgeous product photos from them. You may be able to get their permission. If they take a great photo of your door message and a Christmassy wreath, you might be able to say, hey, could I use this on my Etsy listing? And just have a little blurb at the bottom, like photo by so-and-so from this website. And you could get some awesome photos as well. But yeah. I was going to say those those people are awesome at Pinterest. So, yeah, like their stuff spreads all over Pinterest. And holidays is already trending on Pinterest. So mm -hmm. I think, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was what I was going to suggest. I would almost make that a requirement of giving them your Merry Christmas to put on their door that you get at least one photo from them. because. That, that's huge. I mean, that would be a very fair exchange. I give you this product, you give me, yeah. and you post, you've got a post, and you give me one photo. Definitely. I don't know if people do it that way, but. I think, awesome. I think they do. You know, I mean, that was kind of mine and Brittany's, uh, you know, agreement was that I'll give you this product and you'll okay. post it and promote it for me, you know. Yeah. Uh -huh. so. Right. Um, so then, then you're increasing those listings with the only work yeah. you're doing then is the reaching out part, which you wanted mm -hmm. to be doing anyhow. So, I mean, I know you still have to create the listing, but once yeah. you have that awesome yeah. photo, that's yeah. like, that's like three quarters done. Mm -hmm. and so then you're accomplishing both goals of increasing the listings and getting the word out about yeah. your shop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, and then Jamie Lane Studio, I love this idea from Dana. She said, what about a holly leaf decal that you could add to a welcome decal? I'd Ooh. love to have a seasonal graphic. Seasonal graphic decals I could switch out throughout the year without oh. changing the whole word. 
So it's that's like, cute. That's so welcome. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. So then you'd have Holly and then that same customer could potentially come back in the spring for little flowers or something like that yeah, or Easter come back or... in the summer for some sort of 4th of July, like a few yeah. little red, yeah, white, is and that possible stars with the silhouette? Is that possible with the silhouette to do the different colors and or no? Um, you can. So it so it's somewhat limited in that, um, you know, you could do like a different color for each word. Um, but oh, as okay. far okay. with like different colors for letters, that would start to get pretty intense. Well, I mean, oh. like, like the holly berries and a couple leaves, like so red and green, is that possible? Yeah, yeah, that would be fine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I like that. Um, let's see. Positive dogs. Is that correct? NC? <laughs> that's cute. Uh, how would you share her question is how would you suggest going to a blogger and asking to be featured what method of approaching I don't know I'm we've never probably asked to be featured maybe we've asked for guest posts but we've never had a yeah. product we wanted to be featured but I think yeah. the process would be similar just hey so and so I mean first do your research make make sure you're familiar with their blog, what they post about, that it would be a, a very good fit for your audience and theirs. Then just, you know, kind and courteously, I have this, put a picture of what you're wanting to send them. I, I would say right there in the, in the email or at least a, a link that works so that they can see exactly yeah. what you're willing to send. And I would outline what you were hoping for. Yeah. I yeah, um, I always like a very specific pitch. Very yeah. specific. I'll give you this if you would do this for me. Yeah. And yeah. I think this will be mutually mutually beneficial because of XYZ. Yeah. And um yeah, and I know my and Sherry suggested the other day when they pitch um influencers, they keep it short, like ten mm -hmm. um ten lines or less, which I agree with. Short to the point, you got to have a clear goal in mind, a clear way. And then also, though, keep the focus on how your product benefits them and their audience. So like in Caitlin's case, I would say you would let them know, like, I, you know, one, the benefit is you can customize it for a message that's perfect, just what they want. And mm -hmm. two, two, you're giving them a great blog post idea that's not a lot of effort on their part. So it's like a one, two punch or three it gives their their blog readers a fun new home decor idea so it's like three benefits right there to them and then I would specify too that I'd make it clear like um if they agree I would say okay wonderful so like um what date would you like to schedule the blog post or something like that? Because mm. I have to say, well, because Sarah, as soon as you said we haven't pitched a product, I was thinking those like, well, we did offer and slash send our planners to oh, influences last summer. And we're mm. doing it again this year, but this year it's a little bit different and we are more organized with, with which influencers we're sending our planners to and what's kind of expected. But I honestly am kicking us, ourselves, kicking myself, I should say, because we sent planners to people who didn't do a thing with them. And that's, that's pretty true. discouraging. Like, why did I, mm -hmm. I didn't send you a free product just for fun, just for you. Like, we had a few people that were like, oh, I'll take a look at it. And looking back, I wish I would have said, like, no thanks then. Like, if you're only going to take a look, then 
you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I wish we would have been more clear, like, hey, mm -hmm. we'd love to send you a planner so that you can write a blog post about it. Or we'd love to send you a planner so that you could post on Instagram once about it and pin it. And you know what I mean? So I would be clear on that because, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, being clear. Um, Pause also had a great idea. I'm sorry, I don't see in the how do you scroll up on comments by the um, way do you, you hit if you click on the side and then you start scrolling it'll work with your arrow oh, okay yeah. you have to click first. okay hmm. okay i'm still not getting it but um so pause said before she wanted something that would be double-sided so do you mean like a glass on a glass screen door you'd want it to be say the right thing on both sides is that what she means yeah i'm not sure can you elaborate yeah i'm i'm guessing yeah. I don't but know. that would be cool if you could see it inside and and that's not enough uh yeah but i still yeah i still don't understand how how does that help you on storage space something double-sided like two different messages. I don't see how you could do that because you'd see through the other. One side for Halloween, oh, one side yeah. for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what she. I'm not sure. But, but flip I over. I think, it, yeah. I think it's cut out too precisely. Like each little indentation, each little bit of the word is cut yeah. out. So it's not yeah. like a big sign. It's not like a big square. Yeah. It's just um, very in intricately cut out. So I think that that would be um, a little bit difficult. Um, I do love, Caitlin, that your door decals are very affordable. So I think with mm. the blog pitches, that is one huge advantage mm. that a blogger, I, I think at least for most bloggers, they want to be able to recommend something that is affordable, at least at least the blogs I look at. I'm sure there are some very high-end blogs and they could care less how much something costs that they are promoting. But a lot of blogs seem to have that that frugal mindset as well in addition to the decor maybe. So I love that at $15, that is awesome. Yeah, that's true. And um, yeah, because like Sarah said, most of those home decor blogs, they almost have that DIY focus as well. Mm -hmm. And somebody who's doing DIY projects, their chances are they're doing it because they want to save money. So, right. yeah, mm -hmm. that is really good. Because when I go to those blogs, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, that's cute. Let me go buy it at the store because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not taking the time to go, like, make something myself. So, but you're going to be perfect for me too. Cause I'd be like, Oh, right. that's cute. Oh, let me go buy it. And it's super affordable. Okay. I'll buy five. Right. Like, like, yeah. Triple way at me. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, another recommendation I was going to give you, Caitlin, is perhaps grouping some of your signs. Like what if you did mm. a group listing where they could get hello, Hey y'all and welcome all together as a group. And so instead of it being $45, do it at like a $40 price. And then right. and the, the one reason for that is, um, and now I don't know if this is true for regular SEO. I can't figure out if Etsy would push a higher price product to the top for regular SEO, but they totally push a higher price product for promoted listings. So if you were at all interested in trying promoted listings, 
having a higher priced product to promote is better because they just they okay. simply stand to make more money off of that sale than off of you know a five dollar sale so at least that's that's been my experience so far and granted i'm i'm still learning and testing with my promoted listings i mean just the past few days i've been you know testing even more with the planners but they definitely they seem to give a lot of precedence to the higher price products that I've tried promoting. And those ones I can promote at a much lower cost per click. I can do like three cents per click. And now granted, I wish they would spend my whole budget on the three cents a click. They won't, but they'll still give me at least so far I could get like 20 or 30 clicks in a day at three cents a click. And the, but I, I'm going to give you a confession. I keep getting impatient and I'm like, I want more, I want more. So then at the end of the day, I'll up my bid to a crazy high amount. And yeah, of course they show it and they run out my budget. But I'm like, well, why did I do that? Because I literally spent $5 for the same amount of clicks that I got for $1 a few hours ago. So anyways, don't don't get impatient with that. I would, I mean, I think my new recommendation is just like pick a high price product throw in a really low bid like I mean I'm doing mine at like three cents or five cents and then just be patient they might not spend your whole budget but at the end of a week you could have a good amount of visits to your shop and you've not spent very much money at all and before you answer Angie's question Bethann related to that when Bethann said the the grouping I thought that's great. But then you could also apply that to the holiday grouping as well. Like yeah. a Merry a Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, um, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, you know, whatever. You could do yeah. a whole holiday set so that if people love to decorate their door, they can just buy all their holidays at one time and they're set for the year. Yeah, that's a great idea. Love that. So I always feel a little bad when we do these sessions because – it seems like we just we're just like giving you more things to do. Do and this. Do, do that now. Sometimes you're like, I know, I know. You know what I mean? You it's don't like, have I a know, life. Yeah, exactly. It's like you have time to do everything. But, but one thing I was gonna say, this is my quick tip for SEO, and this is like one of the biggest mistakes I see people do, and it is it makes such a difference. Is tight tightly group your keyword phrases so like and this is really hard and even with my squirrely brain i always get tempted to not do this but so like if you're gonna do um if, if the if the word you really want to target is coffee cups let's say you really want to rank for or coffee cups um even though that's not quite long tail but you could probably do it so coffee cups we'll go with that so then only pick very tightly related keyword phrases to that. So only pick like mugs, cappuccino, teacup, um, everything that's related to coffee cup and stay really tight on that. And you will rank so much faster for that keyword phrase and for the other keyword phrases. And I've been doing this, you know, with our new planner listings. And I, I can't believe how fast I was able to rank for, you know, some keyword phrases. Um, so you're saying Bethann, she should tightly group that one listing, but then get copy that listing or make of the same product and then mm -hmm. tightly group for a different set exactly. of keywords, so different. like the holidays or the bride, yeah. then that's yeah, exactly. a separate. Then you would group. do, yeah, like wedding, uh, customized wedding gift. 
And you do, I mean, you definitely do. It's not like if you did customized wedding gift and that's your target keyword phrase, you do want to say what the product is. You would still say like, you know, monogram coffee cup set or whatever. So you are going to use a few of those phrases, but then you also don't want to come up with, all right, all, what are all the ways that I can talk about how this is a great wedding gift? So like bridal shower is very tightly related. So you could totally do bridal shower gift. Um, even housewarming gift you could probably do in there. Although that's a good that's a good enough phrase that you could list that separately. Because like if I would do housewarming gift, I would also say presents for the home, um, unique home decor, um, kitchenware set, uh, you know stuff like that. So the thesaurus is really my best friend when it comes to that. Like I generally always start with the keyword planner to really figure out what are people searching for. But then from there, I just go to the thesaurus and I don't let myself get overwhelmed with Sicilian. Yeah, exactly. Gathered and sewn. Yep. I, yep. I, and I'm doing with the planner right now. And I have, I have only just begun. Like, if you check out our shop, at the end of the week, if you check out our shop, you're going to see like 10 brilliant business planners and you're going to be like, holy cow, what is going on? But same it, planner. Yeah. Same planner. Yeah. We, we've done that in our Amateur Naturalist Etsy yeah. shop. Same exact listing, but maybe we changed the, the front picture and we just, Bethany and targets different things. And, and, and I think it helped. Well, it helps because you're targeting different things, but then it helps to find out, well, what's appealing to people? What, how are they finding you? Because you're spread out a little bit more, which I'm yeah. sure you know, that Angie, you're a very successful Etsy seller yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then Jesse says, I have enough problems coming up with 13. <laughs> so I'm going to come up with 26. Here's the thing, Jesse. Some of your some of your tags might be the same. Like you could have coffee mugs, for example, coffee cup, tea cups. Those tags might make sense for most of your listing. But I really want you to focus on a different long tail keyword phrase in the title and then in the tags. Carry that over. So but if you start brainstorming, it's honestly, my problem is I have way too many. I mean, I could, if you, if you give me like, like, for example, right now I could go to the Google keyword planner and I would probably overwhelm Caitlin with a hundred phrases to target. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, but speaking of that though, I mean, okay. So that is my other tip though for people because um by using the google keyword planner i found out that a highly searched for keyword phrase is cute planners did anybody <laughs> guess that people like literally <laughs> a couple thousand people every month search for cute planners and wow like, all the other etsy sellers will look at my listing that has cute planners in it and be like she's such a dummy like nobody searches for that Yes, they do. Google just told me that. Like, I get so frustrated at these sellers who are like, don't use this or that. And they've never checked out the Google Keyword Planner. Like, don't tell me what people search for unless you use the Keyword Planner. Not to mention, okay, so I ranked for, sorry, <laughs> get on that soapbox, girl. I, so I did one of our planner listings, and that was one of the phrases I used. We got somebody into our shop for, for cute planners within a day of putting that listing up. Somebody searched for cute planners and found us. And I think she actually <laughs> may have been the person that bought because I saw a sale come through when literally it was like the new, a new sale of the day. 
and there were only three terms that had been searched for at that point, and we had a sale, and one of them was cube planners. <laughs> so, bam. <laughs> planner community is fun. Yes, Angie, it's true. The planner community is pretty awesome because they're, like, obsessed with planners, and so they'll buy all of them. Oh, I totally searched. Exactly, Brandy's saying I totally. So, anyways, I mean, I do recommend. I know the keyword tool gets overwhelming, but if you go in, and I don't mind, I can create a little screenshot video for you, um, Caitlin, because I have kind of a new, faster process, which helps me, like, figure out which keywords to target. So I can create a, a little screenshot video and just kind of show you how to how to do it without spending like all your time on it. That's cool. Thank you. Without setting up an app. At, uh, okay, at Jane Lane Studio, how do I start using the Google Keyword Planner without setting up an ad? You have to pretend like you would like to set up an ad, but then just don't actually do it. <laughs> so I've never done a Google ad, but I've used the Google Keyword Planner way too many times to count. So you do have to like enter your billing information, but they'll never, I mean, I've never been charged a single cent by Google and simply by being like, oh yeah, Google, I think maybe I'll do an ad with you someday. <laughs> and I get to go in and use their awesome free tool. So they didn't used to do it that way, did they though? They, they didn't. It used to be totally free and you didn't have to sign in. I think they wanted mm -hmm. to like, you know, get a little bit more of a commitment out of people to be, and which right. in all honesty, I feel Scares like people off. they should be charging for that tool because yeah. it's, it's super Powerful. helpful. And, um, I was, I wonder if any of you guys have ever used, like, have you ever, like, bought from Vistaprint? I think it's Vistaprint. And they, like, will send you a card that you can get so many dollars worth of Google, like, ads and do Google ads. We should try Google ads sometime. Yeah. Just to try. I would. I would like to try Google ads because I think, I think with Google ads, we could really increase our SEO from Google traffic. You know what I mean? I think we could start getting found for planners. When someone right, is now that we've got a product. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I would. I definitely want to add that to our list. We have so, oh my goodness, we have so many different advertising things we're trying right now, which part of me mm -hmm. feels like, oh, like talk to us in two months. And I feel like we'll see. We'll <laughs> even more information. Um, Jessalyn said, get their get found guide. Thank you, Jessalyn, <laughs> for recommending it. Angie yeah. asked where you find it. And oh. Bethy Ann created that guide. It's at brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash guide, okay. correct? Yeah. And there's a link at the top of our uh, just website. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. Bethy Ann created the Get Found Guide to Etsy that focuses on SEO. As you can tell, she mm -hmm. she knows what she's talking about. And she's experimented a lot with it. So, um, yeah. okay, more ideas for Caitlin or more things you're struggling with, Caitlin, or do we need to brainstorm more product ideas or? Yeah. What do you, what else do you yeah, want to talk what about? Else? What questions do you have for us? Because I feel like we get off on tangents and then we just start blabbing away. Well, I get, you know, because I think we're kind of in the realm, like my, the, my Etsy shop isn't like my only passion. Like that's not the only thing that I want to pursue. Like um, you know, I've been in blogging and like trying to figure out that as well. And so I guess, you know, for, for you guys, you know, how do you, I mean, you, now you have a podcast, a planner, two Etsy shops and a blog. I mean, 
you know, how, I mean, and for, you know, yes, there's two of you, so that's awesome. But, you know, how do y'all manage it? Plus your families, plus your real life, you know. <laughs> what real life are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah real no, people life. were just talking about that in the, oh, yeah, in were, the uh, Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Bethann. I was going to say real life for me at this point is like a fun thing with holding Chris on the weekend. So it's not yeah. like, I mean, I don't have this illustrious, vibrant, social nightlife <laughs> that I'm involved So I mean, I think, that, I mean, just to say, like, I think that helps. Like, real life is like um, me and Chris hanging out on the couch and we chat. And then we, and then he watches TV and I work, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah. How else can we answer that, Sarah? <laughs> What are your tips for just balancing it all, you know? I mean, I think for me, I just, well, I try and just plan out my day. So you're working full-time, is that right, Caitlin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, honestly, like when I was working full-time before family and kids, I mean, I came home from work exhausted. So I give kudos to you trying to do this while you're working full-time because you don't have a lot of extra time. You've got your house to take care of after you get home from work and on the weekends. So yeah, there's not a lot of time there. I feel like my life is more flexible now. And especially now that I've got two kids in school, Sullivan's in pre, I have eight hours by myself every week. And so when Sullivan's in preschool, so those eight hours, I completely dedicate to the business. I do not do Anything else, if I can help it during those eight hours of quiet where I'm not trying to um, deal with him as well. And he's a really good kid. But I mean, still, like there's interruptions when you've got kids. So so dedicating a certain amount of time that you don't do anything else, I think, is helpful. And then in the afternoons, I do try and jump it. Like a lot of our interviews tend to be the afternoon. So I just... That a lot of that gets eaten up with business as well. Um, honestly, my house suffers. Like, in order to film right here, I had to slide everything that was on the counter, like right there, down to the other end so that you didn't see it in the video. And and I check, see the hall floor. I mean, I checked before with my before I start filming to make sure that I don't have a bunch of junk on my hall floor. That's what suffers the most in my house. Like the kids, when they get home from school, like work tends to stop once the kids get home from school and I am focusing on their activities, dinner, picking up. I have the kids help me pick up like, and then the weekends doing um, more housework then and trying to reserve weekends as much as possible for family time. But yeah, the, what what happens, what suffers the most is my housekeeping. I won't tell you mm-hmm. when the last time I cleaned the bathrooms was. You'd probably be, it was like two weeks ago that I cleaned the bathrooms. I don't know. Oh, that's, yeah. That's pretty difficult <laughs> for me. Yeah. I look. And that's, and, yeah, that's yeah. doing good. Like when so, I notice they need to be cleaned. Yeah. Right, yeah. When you walk in and you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, my husband is very understanding and he doesn't like he'll pick up a broom and sweep the kitchen if it's getting too much for him Mm -hmm. which I mean a lot of husbands would be like 
very upset that I'm putting this much time into a business that yeah. is yet to have made it, so to speak. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still growing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a list. I have to make. Jesse says I made a list. I have to make my bed, load of dishes, and laundry going before I can step into the office. And that's not a bad idea too. That mm-hmm. kind of goes. That's like my ten-minute rule that I like to do, which is, and I'll do this. I make myself do the dishes for ten minutes before I get back to work, because I, mm-hmm. I'm just like Sarah. I will, you know, some people are neat freaks, and everything has to be clean um, before they. I'll just keep talking because we're because <laughs> everybody else. Will be. Um, some some things have to be perfectly clean. I'm not that way, so I have to make myself clean. Or oh, yeah. she said me to grab my charger. Oh, that's funny. So um, yeah, so I make myself just clean as fast as I can for ten minutes, and I'll try to do that like a few times throughout the day. But yeah, you should see my house is a wreck right now, especially because of you know planner launch week. I mean, and and the one thing I did is I I told Chris like. The week leading up to the planner launch, I said, hey, like, I have so many things to do. This week is going to be crazy. You know, I think we're going to do great this planner season. But, like, I need this week the house. I need everything involving the house slash Holden when you are home to be on you. And he was like, okay. You know, so he totally, Chris did everything this past week. So he was doing laundry. He was cleaning up the house. He was keeping Holden entertained on the weekend while I was working on the planner launch stuff. And so, and that's not typical. I mean, most weeks, but although most weeks, yeah, we pitch in, we both are doing the house stuff because he pretty much, he acknowledges that during the day I'm working just as hard as he is. Like while Holden's at school, I'm working on the business. And so he doesn't view it like, Oh, you sat on the couch all day and I was at work. So now can you do all the chores, please? Like, we t- we're totally a team. We're totally, you know, so we just pretty much evaluate at the end of the day, like, well, what's left to still be done? And, yeah. Oh, I like that. Tokyo Blossom said, we make laundry folding day a family affair. We put in a movie and everybody sits there and folds. That's cute. That is cute. Yeah, I feel like I don't want to, like, the rest of my life isn't in chaos. Like, the kids – never are without what they need for school. We never are running low on groceries. Laundry is always clean. It's just all of that sweeping and vacuuming Mm -hmm. and and those bathrooms. Yeah. So you have to figure out, I think, what's most important. And then the rest, this is a season of sliding on that. It's a long season of sliding. And and I I think, too, like – even though it looks like maybe we're doing so much stuff, we generally are picking one area that we focus on within mm-hmm. like a given month. Like, um, like, well, for example, I haven't touched the amateur naturalist Etsy shop in like over a year. I haven't touched it. Like Sarah ships out the orders for it. I, my fingers are crossed that our SEO is still working for us. I mean, I touch it occasionally to experiment so I can tell you guys like new things I'm learning. But other than that, like, we we never actively market that Etsy shop. We just let the sales that come be what comes. And mm-hmm. and we and it's kind of nice because, you know, we do still get sales from SEO. But, um, but yes, yeah, so we don't focus on everything at once. Or, 
what else can I say? Like, um, even like, like blogging. I mean, we both would love to be writing blog posts every week that are wonderful and great and would go viral on Pinterest. But most weeks that doesn't happen. So, you know, coming up, we kind of have a content marketing strategy in terms of, you know, that and then linking people to the planner. But so again, though, it's very focused in terms of like, what's our main business goal right now? And our main business goal right now is to sell as many brilliant business planners as we possibly can. So we're mm -hmm. staying like super focused on that. And just like everything else that we're doing is trying to just like funnel things into that one thing. And then of course we have like probably 10 other ideas coming up behind the planner, but yeah. I'm, we're, we're like not really letting ourselves. Mm -hmm. Cause we only have three months to sell those. So yeah. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe for you then, which I'm sure you, I mean, you know this, but those, if you want those holiday sales with um, some of the holiday ideas we talked about, obviously that would be, a first focus before some of the, you know, you could save Bethany's wedding ideas for the spring yeah. Yeah. when people are gearing up for weddings. Yeah. So, but yeah. And I would say that too. I mean, I feel like it is unbelievable how many more sales you can get at Christmas time. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, every year, even when we were brand new on Etsy, because we opened our amateur naturalist shop in 2012 in November, like, November. I think it was like the End of, End of November. And we still were getting the sales coming in as a brand mm -hmm. new shop. Like, so mm -hmm. don't underestimate the power of the holiday sales. Like, right. I would really, really focus. Yeah. Focus yeah, on like, that because, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you could spend November as like a buckling down month on the business, and I, I know it sounds like you just moved recently and everything, and then like buckle down November, like maybe you set some goals for how many hours a week you're going to put into the business because you can't, you'll have ideas to, that could yeah. fill up your entire week. So, right. so like every Saturday in November, I'm going to just put in 10 hours on my Etsy shop and then I'll, I'll take care of my life and relax on Sundays and in the evenings or, or I don't know, whatever works for yeah. you. So that, that hustle in November so that you're in time for the December sales and then you can crash on December 26th then maybe. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Or maybe if you have, I don't know, if you have vacation day, getting yeah. an extra day in, like using it for like not fun stuff of the Etsy <laughs> shop. <laughs> yep. Like, sales are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sales are fun. Yeah. And, and ultimately, Caitlin, are you hoping that ultimately this will be a, a full-time income for you? Are you hoping along those lines or what's your end goal here? I don't think that, um, I want to grow my Etsy shop large enough for that to be my, um, like a sole income. It's something that I enjoy and I love being able to like use my creative side of my brain towards that. And I love to use my hands and just create, but, um, like a life goal is to eventually not have to work for someone and work for myself, um, and be an entrepreneur. So, um, mm -hmm. I see that I'm more on the like passive income side. So, okay. you know, creating products, like digital products. I think that, you know, we're kind of going in that direction just as, you know, as technology grows. So, um, but again, 
it's hard, you know, because I do enjoy my Etsy shop, but I have a full-time job. So where's the time to develop that? So yeah, it's always a balance. Hmm. What, what do you do full-time? What is your occupation? Um, I'm a research manager. Um, so I, I like to talk about it as it's a um, combination of project management and data analysis. So like for adult life, but I love it. So so like medical research studies, that sort of thing, or um, so surveys, yes, um, and it is in healthcare. Um, so I manage all of the patient surveys that would come from like a hospital. Oh, neat! That's cool. Yeah, See, yeah. I feel like you could build an info product just around teaching entrepreneurs how to do good surveys and get good data, and then what to do with it. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, right. you're. Yeah. You're already a survey expert. Queen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that was what my schooling was in. And I've done, you know, I did research in grad school and um, research is definitely my background. So I have, you know, in thinking about that, that's kind of been in the forefront, trying to find some way to, because I'm definitely on the side of don't try to just become an expert at something completely new. Like use what you have and build on that the knowledge that you do have and build on that mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. so yeah it's just you know but it's kind of just taking the time to develop that and um and brainstorm so yeah okay do you have do you have a blog now or you want to um i did so it's not currently active right now i was doing one it was kind of geared towards like graduate students um, okay i remember that grad school yeah. yes. okay um, or the school struggle. And so, and it was focused around like how to survive like thesis and, and just organization and planning and all of that type of thing in grad school. But I realized that um, that was too niche for me. And since that wasn't like my life anymore, it was a little hard for me to like, I couldn't, I didn't really see like a long-term like plan for it. Um, so it was hard for me to stay motivated because I couldn't like see that vision for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of put that on the back burner, but through that experience, I mean, it was very valuable because I've learned so much about WordPress and blogging mm-hmm. and and you know, uh, web design and that kind of thing. So even though that's not a topic like I want to continue with, so I learned so much like through that process. So I definitely want to use that, that um, going forward. I would, yeah. You know, I would say to Caitlin, and I've seen this happen so many times, like, when you have an information product that has a nice high profit margin, then you can actually afford to advertise that product. Do you know what I mean? I think that's where it's so tricky with these like smaller priced Etsy shops is advertising is limited because profit margins are limited, you know? But I mean, if you came out with some sort of a hundred dollar, you know, how to, how to use surveys to grow your business, how to use, I don't know. I mean, because you could even have a test. You could test it with maybe five people and see what they found and how it worked for them or something. And then you can do like Facebook ads. You know what I mean? And it wouldn't matter if it took if it took twenty dollars to get your sale because you'd still be making a very nice profit off of each sale. You know? I mean, I know that that's totally different. So, <laughs> but that's no, just yeah, me thinking. No, yeah, just depends on. Yeah. So do you think Beth Ann she need like a blog to go along with that though to kind of convey her expert status? That's true. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I think that would help. But I think you could have 10 
and that would be fine. And then if you had a really great landing page for your little course, I think the right customer like doesn't really care that much about um, how filled out your blog is. They're just going to the landing page and saying, um, oh, she can help me with this. Yeah, this is what I need help with, you know, and so they're purchasing because, I mean, I see a lot of I feel like more and more I see um, sites that will do like an info product and they don't even bother to do the whole social media thing. Do you know what I mean? Like they have they have to have a Facebook page they can advertise to you, but they don't post all their social media profiles on their site. And sometimes I think the reason they don't is because they don't want you to know that they're brand new and they don't have a huge following. Because they're pretty much like, well, okay, I'm brand new online, but I still have expertise in this, in this topic that I'm trying to teach you on. So they just want you to focus on, hey, here's here's my product. If you think that, you know, asking surveys or, or sorry, that was a long way to put it, but if you think if you think what I can teach you on survey giving and analysis is going to be helpful to your business, you know, here you go. So they're kind right. of relying on their in real life experience. They're selling you on that and not worrying about their online presence as much. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I feel like I've seen a lot of people who came over from the corporate world and they blew up online pretty quickly because mm-hmm. they already had, yeah, like they had expertise and experience to share right off the bat. So yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's just a thought. I know we kind of, this is our, our little chat took a different turn, but yeah. yeah, no, great. I do have to get back to our real job, yeah. though. So <laughs> oh. I'm on lunch break. Oh, Aww. well, it was great so. chatting with you, Caitlin. Yeah, yes. it was great to chat with you guys as well. Good luck with everything. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll be talking in the Facebook group. I'll give you an update. Sounds so. good. Yeah, I want to hear how it goes. Definitely. All right. Thanks for inviting me to the lab. I had fun. Yeah. Sure, thank you. It was fun. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.